everybody and welcome to this week's edition of This Woman Can. I am your host Janice Sutherland, career strategist for the woman of colour over 40. Now you know I love a good career transition story. Now this week my guest Gina Gray started in logistics and went on to be an artist or an art gallery without any prior training, just found out it was something she liked, enjoyed and was really good at it. So she shares some great insight into taking that journey, being unafraid to take that journey and how she took a chance on herself. So grab that coffee, grab that glass of wine, grab that cup of tea, wherever you're listening right now, sit back and enjoy and let me know what you took away from my conversation with Gina Gray. Hey everybody, welcome to This Woman Can. I am your host, Janice Sutherland, career strategist for the ambitious woman of colour over 40, who's looking at transitioning and realigning their careers. Now, my guest this week, I'm always curious, you know that, you know, and I'm really looking forward to this week's interview. My guest this week is Gina Gray. And if the name Gray rings a bell, it will do because I interviewed her daughter in a previous episode. And if you didn't hear it, I'll drop the link in the show notes. But when Tiffany and I were having a conversation, she said, oh, you really need to speak to my mom. She's on a real career transition. I thought, well, always one looking for the next interview, the next story. You know, I didn't hesitate in taking that up. So a little background about Gina. Gina's career has been a mix of entrepreneurship and corporate employment with local and international companies, mostly in sales and marketing. And combined, she spent 18 years with international organizations, 3M Inter-America, DHL Jamaica and DHL USA. In December 2020, however, she retired from the corporate world and surprisingly found herself journeying into the art world. And she herself says surprisingly, as her educational background was heavily science-based and with an executive MBA accrued along the way, and with a few corporate transitions herself throughout her journey. Gina is now a fully-fledged artiste creating abstract art and curating her own art gallery. So that is a, yeah, that's a transition, Gina. Welcome to This Woman Can. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you very much. It, it is. Um, and, and as I've said, totally caught me off guard. Yeah. Um, I was actually... I was actually working um, with DHL in the USA when this when this you know revelation came about. Um, I had worked in DHL in Chicago for four years, right. and then moved to Kentucky, which you know that is another um, situation <laughs> as well. And I all this time I was living in the, in uh, the USA working with DHL. I made that journey by myself. So right. when I got to Kentucky, I was you know I had all this time whenever I'm not at work. And I just got absorbed through social media into um, art that came across my page. And I decided to just, you know, just do it. So I tried it. I liked it. People liked what I was producing. And so every spare moment I had, I was creating art. Now, great story, but I think there's a few steps in between. Because... A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Because, because it's, it's especially from the art, because as you said, you were you 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 were you were, you were in Kentucky and and you know art just came across 
you know, just came into your, your social media feed. You, you're not an artist or, or, or you, you never, did you ever dabble in art or, you know, you just, so what made you think, oh, I can do that? So what made me think I can do that is after I did it, people liked what I was doing. Okay. And then people, off, and then people offered to buy what I was doing. Wow. And uh, yeah, really and truly, I spent about a month staying up watching YouTube, you know, midnight, one o'clock in the morning, because I was literally mesmerized right. at what I was seeing. And, uh, and this is how I am about everything in life. You know, I'm very focused about everything I do in life. Yeah. And after absorbing myself in it, I said, you know what? You need to start doing and stop watching. So I went uh-huh. to the local art store, uh, Michael's, for those persons in the U.S. who know of Michael's. Yeah. And I bought my first set of supplies. I was actually coming home to Jamaica for a, a quick holiday. But I did my first two paintings before I came home. And that's where it all started. And I became an addict going to the art store three, four times a week. <laughs> you had developed a habit. <laughs> and yeah, a lot of money on art supplies. But I wanted always to try this, try that. And, you know, I kind of branded um, the, the name I used for my art, a science to art Gigi, yeah. because of that transition from the science mm-hmm. mind to art. And a lot of people have actually since told me that they want either see the science in my art or say, you know, art is science. Right. So, you know, uh, sorry to cut you, but I was thinking, I was actually thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> so everything that I did, uh, every, and today, every single piece of artwork that I do to me is an experiment. Right. You know, people, People ask, you know, what were you thinking when you painted this? What were you thinking? I like, I wasn't thinking anything. I was actually doing an experiment with either technique or with colors. Yeah. I, li- I like to use a lot of texture in my, in my artwork as well. And then where my pleasure comes from is when I'm finished doing the artwork and people look at it and they tell me what they see. Mm-hmm. I always just sit back and smile silently and just mm-hmm. listen to them. Yeah. Um, and that's, it's, it's more about what's, the viewers see more than what I was trying to create or think about when I was doing it, because it's all abstract. It's not like, you know, I'm trying to reproduce a landscape or, yeah. or a seascape or something like that. So, right, right. so, yeah. Now I did have a sneak peek on your website and I was very curious because you had a particular type of art and it was from um, cremains. Is that, is that the right word? cremation art cremation 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 art so now that i can't get much more unusual than that from art (laughs) so 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 what led you in that direction as well because that's very niche so can i tell you last year um a friend of mine her mom died right and um she and her girlfriend uh, who's also a friend of mine they both love my style of art And she wanted to create some sort of a memoir for herself and her kids. Um, And her mom was being cremated. So they came up with the idea, something that wouldn't get lost easily either. Mm -hmm. So they came up with the idea and asked me if I could incorporate her ashes in a piece of art. So as again, with every, every new challenge that comes my way, I do not shy away. 
And I said, sure. <laughs> and that's how I ended up in the U.S. as well. I just said, sure. <laughs> so um, I actually did a little bit of research, discovered that in, in the U.S. in particular, it is a thing where right. people incorporate cremation ashes in art for pets and loved ones. Okay. And so um, I actually did it for her. And I must tell you, it was it was a very humble and solemn moment mm. when I was actually doing um, the, the incorporating the ashes into, into the artwork. And I'd created um, two pieces for her and incorporated it. And when I sent them to her, she was in tears. Mm. Um, yeah, it was really quite a, quite a touching moment. So that's how I got into it. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I have to confess, however, that the Jamaican culture um hasn't really warmed up to cremation art as yet yeah, yeah um as somebody gave me feedback one day they said you know we're not into the doppy business <laughs> <laughs> and for those listeners who are not quite sure what doppy is it's all about ghosts <laughs> zombies ghouls that kind that, that kind spirits. of stuff. spirit yes yeah, yes yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah so, I understand that, and 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 I think that would be a, a Caribbean. I think it'd be a Caribbean thing, not just Jamaican. Of course, I, I think it'd yes. be, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, we do, we don't even have. Yeah, yeah. It would be Caribbean. Yeah. We'll talk off. We'll talk <laughs> offline. So, of course, yeah. We'll talk <laughs> offline. So, yes. so, so, Gina, at this stage in life, at, at, at this stage in life, and you're retirement, you've got this new, you've got this new art, this new art passion. What has been be unique about pivoting? Um, at, the, at this at this stage, what have been the challenges or the opportunities that have presented them presented themselves? Well, you know, um, I think first of all, you know, I'm not really quite at retirement age. Yeah, and uh, I actually consider myself more of being retired rather than trying to develop a, a business, uh, an art business. Um, art is something that I've come to love. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the reason why I made the decision that I did is that when I just came back home, mm-hmm. um, I had to retire one year after coming back home, right. which was not my which was not my intent, right? Right. right. But um, after coming back home, uh, right after I came back, there was COVID, which right. nobody could plan for. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then about. It was in April of uh, 2020, my brother-in-law actually passed away very suddenly, Um, not COVID, um, it was a heart attack. Mm. And um, I I said to myself, oh my goodness, I don't really want to be working until Mm. that time comes. Yeah. But I, I, I had, I had a conscience, conscience about, you know, leaving the organization so soon after coming back home, they had really been so good to me um, throughout the years. And so I said, no, I have to stick it out. Right. And um, my birthday is actually in November. And um, we went through the spike of COVID again in the summer. Mm. And in about, I think it was like September, I think it was, I said, I said, no, um, this is it. I am going to stop working. I'm going to give myself the gift of retirement. Okay. And nice. uh, yes. And um, I shared that with my, with my local and regional managers um, much to their surprise, of course, um, they asked me to hang on until the end of the year because there was a mm. particular project I had proposed, which had just been approved. So they asked me to stick around to implement. I said, no problem. That's very reasonable. Yeah. Um, 
So I, I worked out until the very end of December, recognizing as well that, you know, while I did want to, you know, still develop the art business, mm-hmm. but it, I wasn't going to be, you know, I'm going to be one of those artists, what they say, starving artists. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to feed myself, feed myself off of the art, but I was going to do it because I, it's something I love. Um, and then I also knew that I wanted to spend time um, supporting my daughter by taking, you know, doing the, the grandma thing, you know, to, yeah, taking my yeah. granddaughter to school, after yeah. school activities and all of that. So having made that decision to stop working, it was, it was a release, mm. um, but it also afforded me the time to exercise. So I, Monday to Friday, I go and do a 5k walk every day. Yeah. Um, I've lost 13 pounds. Uh, my eating habits have changed. Right. The stress of life went yeah. away. Yeah. The stress, the stress, the stre- it, it is true. And I'm sure you've heard people say it. You, and you're working to live and pay the bills and whatever, yeah. and you're not getting a chance to live. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, for me, the opportunity was to really become a better person personally rather than professionally. Right. right. And I had reached, you know, everybody has a particular point in their career that they want to reach. Yeah. I have actually achieved my career objectives. Yeah. 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 So I felt accomplished. Um, I, some friends of mine have said not many people can say that, yeah. but I have felt accomplished from, from a professional and career perspective. So now I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah. The challenge, of course, is that, I mean, you have bills to pay, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, and then also trying to trying to um, inject life into a new business at a time mm. in the middle of a pandemic. Right. It's not, it's not an essential. Yeah. Um, there's a small percentage of the population that are art enthusiasts. Um, but you know, I, I have not let that, you know, bothered me. Um, I, I do some sort of diversification. I make craft items in between. I try and capitalize on the special holidays. Yeah. And actually interest, interestingly, about half of my art customers are not in Jamaica. See? They're all yep. they're outside of Jamaica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think we so, have to we have to have if especially those of us in and who are self-employed, I for myself consider myself to have a global business because yeah. I don't have to be where I am, my customer. Exactly. I, I'm where my customers, my customers find me here, but you yes. know, where they can live anywhere in the world. And I think that's a great position to be in. Yeah. And I think that the pandemic has really kind of opened yes. up people's minds yes. to realize where they where it was in front of them before, yes. but they just didn't think it was possible. Absolutely. It has forced them to, to do that. So absolutely, absolutely. So in effect, you know, you 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 you're not you're not such a traditionally retired. You're not and you're no longer in the corporate world. So retirement right. so it's like like me, retired from yes. the corporate world, but but reinvented yourself in entrepreneur in an entrepreneurship career, which still has its challenges. Yes. You know, you know keep you know, because it's just you now, you know, there's no there's no organization to fall back on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, so yeah. so but but you know, but still just as much effort, you know, you still need to put much effort into it. But as you said, it's given you the flexibility to focus a little focus more on you and the things that are important to you outside yes, of and, fam- and the and family life as well. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and I know what you mean about you know reaching the reaching um 
reaching the top, the, you know, your achievements. Accomplishing, yes. Accomplish, accomplishments. I, understand, yes. I totally understand what you mean because, you know, yes. it's what next? Well, if that's not exciting, I've done that. And yeah. like, you know, we're, we're, we're still here for a little long. We're still going to be here. Hoping exactly. We still need yeah. something to keep us vibrant, um, excited and wanting to get up and do, right. and, and do something different. So, yeah. thanks, so thanks for that. So, Gina, you know, making this transition from that corporate to entrepreneurship or making that change, is there anything you wish you had known when you embarked on that, on that, on that reinvention? You know, um, I don't think so much on this particular reinvention. Yeah. I think I, I had a more major reinvention while I was working um, with DHL in the U.S. Okay. Um, only because um, throughout my, my career, my, the, most of my career had been in sales and marketing. Right. It was only in the last, I think, two and a half to three years of my time in the U.S., um, with about half the time in the U.S., that I made a switch from um sales to operations right right yeah yeah and and it was it was good in the sense that the the company really facilitated um cross-functional movements mm. not just cross-functional training but cross-functional movements right and um i think for me that what i wish i had known then was more i wish i had the opportunity 10 years before Right. I, I started working with DHL when I was just after my 50th birthday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had been working with local companies, um, having, you know, taken that break, being a stay-at-home mom, and then yeah. getting back in, into the corporate world. Yeah. And I realized that based on my personality uh, and what I needed um, and the experience I had with 3M that I needed to get back into the international um, corporate world. Right. And having worked with DHL and the opportunity came to go and work in the U.S. because most of my time with the company was in the U.S. Right. While I was there, I said, uh, while, I, while I you know, believe not, in not regretting anything in life, mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. Is, a, is an experience, I wish I had been able to embark on that part of my career 10 years earlier. Right. Right, right. Um, so I think I think for me, you know, being able to have had the opportunity at an earlier age would have been good. I I, I embrace change, which is also a huge life learning for me, by the way, along the journey. Um, but I embrace I, I embrace change, so I tend to look more at um, you know not so much you know, what did I wish that I know, but yeah. how can I, how can I learn what I need to learn yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To, to, to shorten the learning curve yeah. and to be successful in the change that mm-hmm. I, I have made or has been presented yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And, and I like what you say about embracing change. So, um, but there's quite a few, there's quite a few women I've worked with who, who, who are reticent or have a fear, have a fear of, of change because it's the, obviously the fear of the unknown. So for those, yes. women, for those women who are thinking, you know, I'm doing what I'm doing, but I would love to make, I'd love to do something different, but I'm fearful of making that change. What advice would you share with them? So I think the very first thing that is important in making that change is having a good support system. And I say that, and and the environment, and I say that because, as I mentioned earlier, the DHL supported 
the cross-functional changes, mm -hmm. right? So I would say, first of all, if there's an area you want to move into, have a conversation first with your immediate supervisor yeah. and talk about the change and then get their support in speaking to somebody in the other area that you want to get into. Yeah. Um, and if possible, you know, ask to spend maybe a week, some amount of time in that area to, to get to learn mm -hmm. more about that job because it is true what they say, careful what you wish for, the grass is not always green on the other side, all the various cliches, right? Yeah, yeah. So you have to be very careful about the move that you actually make. Um, think about what your personality match would be. Mm. Now, oper operations actually is a personality match for me because I'm very black and white, mm -hmm. I'm very process driven. Mm -hmm. So those things were great for me. Ambiguity don't work for me, right? <laughs> so that was a great match. And I actually, in a previous job, had wanted to get into operations and I asked to get into operations when a vacancy came up. Yeah. But the feedback I got was, no, yeah. you are a much better salesperson stay in sales, right. right? Right. And I was not very happy about that. Yeah. So I was very happy when I got this opportunity. So I would say really, and if, if the support is not obvious, seek it out, right? Mm -hmm. Because you are going to need that support. And then you also have to keep an open mindset because you're going into something that's new yes. and you, you're not going to get it right away. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, assuming now that you make the change, learn everything you can about that new position mm -hmm. that you're in. Mm -hmm. Learn from the people that are actually doing the job or have done the job. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as you go along, you will you will get better at it. And that's the same with anything in life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this may not be a fair comparison, but <laughs> if you think about being a mom, I mean, I remember when I was pregnant and I was like, oh, my God, am I going to know what to do with this child yeah. And, yeah. and everything yeah. else? And I mean, you, you, you figure it out Definitely. and you, get a, you have a lot of support around you. Yeah. It's like when you're in university or in high school, when you move from one grade to the next grade, mm. you're being challenged more as you go along. But you have the support. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of what I think the common thread is. Fabulous. the support and it may not be obvious so you may have yeah. to seek it out yeah yeah and i like what you said about having that conversation um no matter what it is because one of the things i work with is, is to someone that you that there are some conversations you need to have and you you can't avoid them you know and yeah it be, yes it could be your boss it could be your loved ones that you want to make this change you know you could have turned around and said look i don't want to work in the corporate world anymore i want to give it all up and i want to go and do this art thing and then people look and go what you leave in a big job, <laughs> you leave, you know, yep. and, and I'm sure you had, I'm yes. sure you had those, you know, what, what is wrong with her? You know, she's, yes. she's not an artist, you know, and, 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 and stuff like that. I did have a few people when I just started doing the art. Yeah. yeah. Um, ex think exactly that way. Yeah. Um, but again, uh, pe people who, you, ha you have to be, you have to be confident in yourself mm. and confident in what you're doing. Mm. And that has always been my personality as well. Um, I, if there's something that I, you know, catches my eye or catches mm. my brain mm. and I decide to go after it, you know, I, I, I'm all or nothing. I'm going for it, you know, <laughs> but, but I, but I do also recognize that if I'm going for it and it's not going to work, I also know when to stop. Right. Right. And that's so you have to, 
You have to be true to yourself as well. You have to, you can't keep digging a hole for yourself. Yeah. Um, but, but throughout my life, I mean, there's so many stories I could tell you, um, but throughout my life, there are a lot of things that I've gone after and I put my heart in it because if you don't put your heart in it, as I'm sure you know, as well, you're not yeah. going to be successful at it, yeah. you know? Yeah. So yeah, you have to be sure that this is what you want to do. That's where it first starts. Right. You have to be sure. And then you also have to weigh all the, all the pros and cons as in any business, hmm. all the what ifs, you know, yes. what happens if, what's yeah. the worst that can happen? Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I've gone through my life, not just my professional life, but my personal life. What's the worst that can happen? Fabulous. So, you, you know, you sound like you're very focused, Jean, and, you know, you really go for it. But what part has failure played in your success? Ah, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you one story. When I went to the U.S. for the interview for that job, right? Um, no, I'm sorry. The preliminary interview was a phone interview. Right. And then I went, I had to go and do the interview in person. When I came back to Jamaica and got the phone call that I was going to be offered the job, the hiring manager said to me, I'm, I've decided to offer you the job because I recognize for you, failure is not an option. Yeah. <laughs> Which is true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when I, when I was thinking about it, and um, I've had a few failures in life mm -hmm. uh, coming up from, from high school, but when I think about the things I failed at in high school, they weren't important to me. Yeah. Like, you know, I failed at geography and history and had to do extra lessons. I really, that's not me. My brain is not wired that way. Mm -hmm. But when I went to university, my first real failure came because in my first year, I failed biology. Right. And I remember that um, my biology teacher from um, sixth form, who to this day we're still friends, mm. I told her about it. And she said to me, Gina, sometimes failure is not a bad thing. And sometimes you need the failure to be able to succeed. I'll never forget that. Yeah. 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 It's very true. Yeah. So, so failure is, is, failure is good. And it is it equates to experience, right? Mm -hmm. So the mm -hmm. important thing is to learn from that failure. Definitely what right. happened or what did not happen? Yeah. What was in your control? And then learn from it and not make that mistake again. And um, I mean, this is really, it seems simple, but you know, at the beginning of the interview, I was telling you, you know, offline that I'm a very time conscious person. Yeah. I remember when I start, when I decided to go back into the working world, having been a stay-at-home mom, you know, not used to getting up, going to work at a time, come back home. <laughs> work was to start at eight o'clock and I had to drop the kids to school and I was getting to work at, at the office. They would draw a line at 8.05. Right. So anybody under the line was late. They showed up on the late report wow. and I showed up on that late report once and my manager at the time spoke to me about it. And I was like, no, you're not talking to me about this again. Hmm. And he, hmm. I, I, he never had to speak to me about it again. I'm on time for work every single day. I just got the kids out of bed earlier and left home earlier to beat the traffic because the traffic was a problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we got ahead of it. Definitely. So I learned for me, that was a failure and I, and I learned from it. And, um, 
you know, it's that, that's also something I've instilled in my girls. Things don't always go the way you want them mm. to go, but you have to learn from it. And I, I recognize too, we're all human. So you're, you're going to get deflated. Yeah. Um, but the important thing is to not stay deflated. Yes. Do the human thing, but get it out and then think about it mm. and then move on from there and just ensure that it doesn't happen again. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Thank you for that. So, just flicking forward or flicking back or flicking forward say, <laughs> to, to your to, to your most recent transition now, your retirement, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. What right. is your, your semi-retirement? I can't, the retirement doesn't seem right when you're still, you know, it, it, it's, not yeah, quite right. well, it's not quite right. Yeah. You know, I, I feel how many. If you know how many hours I don't spend in 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 doing my art, you would you would see why I call it retirement. Okay, 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 okay. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. So, Vina, what has been the most difficult part of the transition, and what would have made your journey easier? Do you think? Oh, you know, I don't really think in this particular instance it was difficult right. because it was a very conscious decision that I made. When I came back to Jamaica and I knew, I figured I was going to retire at 60. So I was going to work, right. you know, for two or three years and then retire. Yeah. But the art, the art side of the business, because it was so fresh and new and people mm-hmm. liked what I was doing, I was going to be doing it alongside um, working, right? Right, right? Doing it in my spare time, yeah. Yeah. you know, because it's that's something you could do. You know, I wasn't yeah. really conflicting with, 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 with my primary responsibilities at all in any way. Um, so it was always there. When I started doing the arts, you know, back in 2019, mm-hmm. you know, my vision, because I'm always thinking ahead, was to have yeah. an art gallery. Right. And I mean, lo and behold, I have an art gallery. I'm actually doing this interview from the art gallery today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was an easy transition for me because I knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, I... It is actually different from the time when I decided to become a stay-at-home mom. Mm. That was way more difficult because I actually would wake up in the mornings and didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually went, I can say, no, I actually went through periods of depression because I felt mm-hmm. useless. I wasn't doing anything with my time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was very difficult because the circumstances were different. Mm. This one... Mm was has has been very easy (laughs) (laughs) my friends are jealous um but it has been very easy because it was a very calculated and conscious decision that i make yeah yeah the the only thing is sorry the only thing is it happened a year or two earlier than i had planned but it was a very calculated decision right but that about i think that's the thing is that you know even though it happened earlier you were still planning for this because yes. when you realized you like, when you realized, oh, this has got legs, this is something I could do, you had already yes. started planning, you were calculated. Yes. So, you know, and, and I think that sometimes is where, is where a, a lot of women can lose focus because they're stuck. They don't know what the next is. You would right. identify your what next. Yes. And, and, and it was totally abstract, even though you do abstract art, you know, it was totally <laughs> abstract to what you were doing. You know, yes. sometimes people find things that, you know, are in line or, you know, adult utilize their skills. But yours is complete, almost complete left field. You didn't exactly. know you had this hidden talent. And it's like, wow, it just emerged. So it was the right time. Yeah. It, it's yeah. got to be the right. It's got to be the right time. 
Yeah. And I think because of that too, if I could give advice to other women, because there was actually a lady in, um, in my last role in, in the US who worked for me, she was, uh, I think she was a couple years older than me. Mm. And she had been doing that job, still is, for many, many years. And we would have conversations about what next, you know, what yeah. is she going to do after retirement? Yeah. Yeah. And she didn't really know what to do. Yeah. And I would have to talk to, to her and give her ideas. And I think that mm-hmm. in today's world, yeah. things are very different from back then. I think in yeah. today's world, um, you know, women can just take the time, take a step back, think about Think about what their passion is, because if they go something that they're passionate about, maybe something they wanted to do when they were younger, but because of the way life went, they didn't have a chance to do it. Um, You know, think about how you you can model that into what they do with their with their time after they retire. Absolutely. Don't think about it after retire. Think yeah. about it before you retire. <laughs> yeah, and that and yeah, that's and that's what I work with a lot. You know, so like, what is your plan? What is your what next? Don't let it cut cut yes. your guard. No, be in control of it. And when you feel when you feel in control of the process, you yes. know that's where the success hap- That's where the success happens. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, that's so true. So we're coming out to our last couple of questions. Get you out of the hot seat. Sure. So, what are the three things? What three things have you learned about yourself during your career? <sighs> well, it kind of ties in with the failure question, right? Okay, okay. I have, lear- I have learned that I have always underestimated my abilities. Okay. That's yeah. Um, and then another thing that I learned, um, and it was only because one of my managers said it to me, um, that I had courage. He says, Gina, you have managerial courage. Um, and that's because any challenge that would come up, mm. I was not going to let it beat me. I was just going to keep going. I had to be successful. I could not fail. Could not fail. And, and I think the other thing that I learned about myself, uh, again, feedback um, actually from you know a VP in the organization is that I have very strong soft skills that you cannot teach yeah and that's one of the things that made me successful as a leader um in my career yeah Yeah. excellent excellent great great observation great observations and typically where would we find you at 10 a.m on a saturday morning (laughs) in my bed watching (laughs) english premier league You're, you're a footy girl. <laughs> yes, I, I I actually play fantasy Premier League. So wow. um, yeah, yeah. When the season is over, I go to withdrawal, and I'm like, "What That's next? Funny. When is the season going to start again?" <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. I mean, that's great. That's great. Um, that, that's going to be yeah, it's going to be the best answer I've had so far. It's usually the washing or I'm at the gym or I'm relaxing, but watching oh, no. watching the, watching the Premier League. That's going to be my best answer. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so um, last, the last official kind of interview question, Gina, what, sure. what does success feel like to you? For me, I consider success when I actually accomplish goal mm-hmm. or exceed expectations. And then I'm like, yes, yeah. I did it. Yeah. I did it. Yeah. 
So, so, so it's accomplishment that, that that's what it feels, it feels like accomplishment. And if you notice, it's all tied in back with that failure question. Yeah, it is. It is. It it's is. accomplishment. Yeah, my fear of failure. <laughs> <laughs> fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. Now, that was my last official interview question. It was fabulous. So if people want to know more about your art or find out more, more about what you do, how can they do that? Okay, so they can go to my website at www.science, the number two, artgg.com um, or you can find me easily on instagram gina gg gray or science to art gg 2019 excellent excellent so thank you gina that was my last question thank you thank so you much. so much i thoroughly enjoyed my time with you thank you excellent you're <laughs> welcome thank you very very much so that was my interview with Gina Gray. Really hoped you enjoyed it. And there's some real gems, um, some real takeaways there that uh, really resonated with me. And I want to see if yours are the same as same as mine. So the first one was when she started, when she said, start doing and stop watching. So many of us are sitting there watching others or thinking I could never do that without actually trying to actually make the effort to do it. But if you just give it a chance, if you just try, you never quite know what you can achieve. So yeah, I'm saying to you today, look at something you're not, you're watching, you're just watching and thinking, could I, maybe, you know, I'm not sure and just start doing it. Give it a try. The other thing she said was talking about focusing on what's important to you. As you, as I always point out to a lot of women, we are we spend so much time being something for somebody else. And what we want, our likes, our wants, our desires, sometimes play second fiddle and are actually put down, lower down the totem pole, um, so to so to speak, so that our needs no longer become important and sometimes until it's too late. And then the last thing, you know, there's a couple more in there, but I'm just going to focus on one more thing, that career change doesn't necessarily have to mean you leaving an organization or changing a total direct direction. It could be just pivoting or taking a change within your organization. And I think Gina really pointed that out really well when she talked about the skills she had that she felt could transfer to another part of the business she was in. So that being said, what you do need to do is just be strategic with your internal career moves. The same way you'd plan to see if you were leaving an organization, it's the same way you should be planning to make that internal move for yourself. So that's it, my three takeaways. There are more, but I'd love to hear what your takeaways are. Just don't forget you can uh, drop me a line at info at JaniceSutherland.com or you can share any of the socials. I am Janice Sutherland. Tell me what you, heard, what you thought about the podcast. I'd love to hear your takeaway. So as always, it's the Easter weekend if you're listening to this in real time. So please enjoy that Easter break. And remember, if I can, you can, this woman can. Take care until next time. Music.